harvest time. How many of us know it's harvest time? <laughs> it's harvest time. Amen, amen. I greet you in Jesus' name this morning. And I give honor to God, my Father, to my brother, Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit who dwells within me. Amen. Amen. I am so grateful this morning that my pastor is letting us, myself and Reverend Patterson, share in the destiny which God has given unto him. So I'm always thankful to stand before you. This morning, it's been a while since May. Since May, it's been a while. So I thank God for my strength this morning. And I just love to say that we love Jesus. Amen. Amen. And when I get finished with what I'm going to do today, <laughs> I tell you. But you understand, our topic for today is Judgment Day is coming. Judgment Day is coming. Repent and be restored. Judgment Day is coming. Repent and be restored. From the book of Zephaniah, I want to reference three scriptures. It's only three chapters to the book. And from Zephaniah 1 and 14, I want to read. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter, that the mighty man shall cry out. And two and two says, before the decree is issued, before the day pass like shaft, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you. And three says, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. And number three says, 317, the Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you in his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Gracious God, our Father, it's more, once more that I stand as humble as I know how. And I stand here in your strength, in your might. And I ask you, God, that you open the ears of our hearts and our hearts, that we might receive what it is that you have given unto us. We bless your holy name. We ask you now, God, that you strengthen me and let me down now in your storehouse deep until my spirit cries out. I yield, I yield. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. The topic again is Judgment Day is coming. Repent and be restored. Now Zephaniah discusses the day of the Lord and describes vividly the coming day of judgment upon Judah and all the nations. God is holy and must vindicate his righteousness by calling all the nations of the world into account before him. God will judge his people, but also the whole world. No one will escape God's judgment. The day of the Lord will have universal impact. Now, Zephaniah was written as a warning of the wrath of God. Zephaniah was written as a warning of the judgment day. Zephaniah was written as a warning of the day of the Lord is near. And Zephaniah was written to all of us. Amen? The word of the Lord came to Zephaniah, the son of Cush, the great-great-grandson of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah and Zoziah was two of God's godly kings. They were godly because they did what God wanted them to do. And Zephaniah pushed Josiah in the right direction. Josiah was a young king, took the reins at about eight years old, and Zephaniah helped him along, and he made godly reforms for the people, but they still did not yield to God's saying what he did not want them to do. So like Jonah, God sent Zephaniah with the message for the people. Y'all remember Jonah? Jonah was supposed to go and speak to Nineveh. And he did not go. He got on a ship and went down to Tasha. And God let a big fish swallow him up. And he stayed in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. And when God let him out, he went and did what God wanted him to do. Amen. And that's what Zephaniah is doing today. He's warning the people. And actually, this warning is so, so very strong. It has the same connotation of the awful warning on the judgment day of the flood with Noah in the Old Testament. But when we look in the book of Romans, we find the same information in the New Testament where he talks about God's wrath on the unrighteous people. God's wrath will fall on all of us. And Romans chapter 1, 18 tells us, it tells us why God is angry at sinful people. 
Paul says God is angry because people, us, we, me, the people have sustained the truth. They've substituted it about God with a fantasy of their own imagination. Uh, we have and we are ignoring the truth, the truth God naturally wants us to know. God naturally reveals to his people in order to believe anything that supports our own self-centered lifestyle. And that's what we're all about. My, me, my household. We got to get away from that. It's not just I, me. It's us, all of God's people. Hallelujah. We put things before God. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. You've got to be able to do what he wants you to do first. Seek first the, God, the kingdom of God. God cannot tolerate sin because his nature is morally perfect. God cannot condone such willful rebellion. God wants to remove sin and restore the sinner. I want you to hear that. God, I say God, want to remove sin and restore the sinner. And God is able to do this. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. And just what he say he can do, he can do that for you. We cannot defend our sin and judge somebody else. We cannot, we cannot defend our sin and judge somebody else. You, you know, they're picking at that little dot that's in somebody else's eye. When you have that log in yours, you have got to be able to listen to what God wants you to do. I'm telling you today, every person can either accept or reject God. Goodwill, don't be fooled when the day comes for God to judge our response to him. No excuses will be accepted. No excuses will be accepted. So let us begin to give our devotion and worship him and not them. For the day of the Lord is near and people, God is going to judge us. The day of the Lord is near. People, God is going to judge us. Zephaniah told me to tell us, I will consume all things off the land. I will consume man, woman, and beast. I will consume the fowls of the air. I will consume the fish of the sea. I will consume the stumbling blocks of the wicked that they put in your, in your way. Thinking that you're going to fall, but sometimes I tell you, when you dig a ditch for somebody, you fall in that ditch. Oh, yes, I know it. Do not worry about somebody else and what they're doing. Take care of your own self to the point that you are right with God.
And then you can deal with everybody else. Hallelujah. Don't you know that God even, uh, he even uh, suffered man's sin when in Genesis, he told us that he cursed the tree and he cursed the land. So he, he, he's in charge of material nature. And it suffers because we sin. Adam sinned in the garden. And he expected to stay in that paradise that God had put there for him and Eve. And he said, no. I cursed this tree. I cursed the land. You're going to have to work for what you want now. You are not going to just have a relationship with me. You're going to work and do what I want you to do. So we've got to be mindful of what God wants us to do. And I, I just have to say, help me, Holy Ghost. God will punish his people more severely than the heathens. The heathens did not know better. While God people know better. So when we know better, we ought to do better. <laughs> we know where God has brought us from. We know, each of us, know where God has brought us from. We should not be worshiping the sun, the moon, and the stars. We should not be worshiping rabbit foot and crystals and man and woman and boys and girls and cars and houses and money and Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. We should not be worshiping selfies. Hey, every time you look, somebody got the camera in front of you. Taking a picture of self. Let it go. Do not get man's government and God's moral government mixed up. Isaiah says unto us, a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Trump cannot be God. Don't you worry about it. He cannot beat God. His arms are too short to beat, to box with God. And God says in the increase of my government and peace, there will be no end. So we have to believe in what God says. And what man says, we have to leave God alone. Our God, our God, I'm talking about our God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. I'm talking about our God. He's still in control of his world. And he will not give the reins up. He will not give the reins up. The great day of the Lord is near. And I might as well keep telling you that. It is near. There the mighty men shall cry out. Yes, they will. The nearness of the great day of the Lord is coming. It will be a day of trouble. It will be a day of stress, distress. It will be a day of wasteness. 
of desolation. It will be a day of tribulation. It will be a day of darkness. It will be a day of gloomness. And it will be a day of the cloud. It will be thick and dark. A day when the mighty man shall cry bitterly. And then, and then the coming day of the Antichrist. And the battle of Armageddon. Revelation 14 and 20. So this message that God gave to Zephaniah. This message that God gave to Zephaniah, God gave to me to give to his people. He gave it to me also to give to his people. This is chapter 1 of Zephaniah. And God says, neither silver nor gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord. In the day of the Lord's wrath, your money won't do you any good. And if you think I'm joking, ask the Koch brother. Billionaires. Ask the billionaires that have died. Did their money bring them back? Could they take it with them? So what I'm saying today is all of man's security is nothing without the Lord. All of your security is nothing without the Lord. Listen to me today. Chapter 2 goes into how good God is. Even that he has said all of what he's going to do in chapter 1. Consume, consume, consume. Then he gets over to chapter 2 and, and God is good. God is great and his mercies endure to all generations. Look at God. After he finished telling us how he was going to consume us and how bad it was going to be. God called for repentance. He said, repent. That's all I want Zephaniah to say. Repent. And that's all I'm saying today. Repent. Say, I'm sorry. God will forgive you. Oh, yeah. It's a repeal for repentance. He will forgive you. God give us some more time. Yeah. Look at God giving, giving his children another chance. Another chance. God is so, so good. And he's good to us. God demonstrated his love toward us. Yet while we were still sinners. And he told Zephaniah in chapter 2, gather yourselves together. He wants us in unity. We can't be here and there and everywhere. He wants us together. He said, gather yourself together. This is my appeal to you. He said, before, huh, before the great day of the wrath. So now he's going to forgive us like, before we got a chance if we repent. Before being in front of. So in front of God. Before the decree he issues. Before the day passes, before the fierce anger of the Lord, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. God said that four times in verse 2. Before, 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 before. And when God repeats himself, it's important, people. Don't you look over that. 
when you see repeating things in the Bible, pay attention. It's an appeal to be forgiven of your sin. Man's problem is sin. That's our, our problem. And the only solution to the problem of sin is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the only, only solution. And the Holy Spirit is always out there making a plea, making a plea. And so through Zephaniah, he makes this repentance plea. The Holy Spirit is still pleading to us today. Yes. Repent, people. Repent. Amen. And if you think I'm joking, go over to Chronicle. 714 say, F my people. Who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, Then, 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 he said, I'll hear it. He said, I'll forgive your sin and I'll heal your name. Oh, yeah. We're not going to have a new earth. Revelation says that heaven is going to come down to earth. So we've got to keep it together. Yes. Oh yeah, if my people. So we are God's people. Yes. Yeah, so we need to seek the Lord. All of you meek of the earth who have upheld his justice. All of you people of the earth who seek righteousness, who seek humility. He said, come, come, come. What a great invitation to come. And you have it given unto you just to come. And guess what? Boldness of God's promise. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. You may not even get to see it if you're righteous. He's going to hide you. And goodwill, if he hide me, I want him to hide you too. Amen. That is my plea from my heart to you. Yeah, we, we've got to be high. So we can all say, hide me, Lord. Yes. Yeah, I think you need to say that. Hide me, Lord. Yes, yes, hide me, Lord. Now, I, I want to tell you something I observed. I think I was sitting over there. And it was on church anniversary Sunday. The Spirit of the Lord and the heavenly host had joined us in service. Sister Scott was sitting back there on that seat and she started speaking in tongues. Now in my preparation to be an ambassador for Christ, we are told that if somebody's speaking in tongues in a public forum, there's always an interpreter in the house. When she started speaking in tongues, Sister Cherise Small started crying out. She started crying out to God. And she was repenting and asking for forgiveness because we have treated you wrong, God. And she was just humbling herself before God and she was seeking his face. She was interceding for us. You don't even know that. I was sitting right there when the spirit touched me. She's interceding for us. She was talking to God, and she was interpreting. And I was amazed at what was happening 
in goodwill. I missed a lot of things she said because I started thanking God. Hallelujah. I started thanking God. And that week, God sent me to Zephaniah. He sent me to Zephaniah, one of the minor prophets with three short chapters. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I was uncomfortable. When I read it the first time, I'm like, what? Zephaniah, I have never in all of my days hear any preacher preach from Zephaniah. And I said, am I going to be the first one, Lord? And he told me, no. But you're going to be one of my voices. And I just thank the Lord. Because I'm telling you, I was uncomfortable. And God will do that to you. He'll take you out of your comfort zone. You've got to be willing to say, Lord, send me. I'll go. You've got to be willing. He put me in a book of the Bible that was unfamiliar to me. And I prayed and I thought about it. And I thought about Abraham and his faith. How Abraham left his country and went to earth when God said go. And so that's what we've got to be able to do. He's going to send us in some uncomfortable places. He's going to send us to do things that we don't want to do. But it's not up to us. You might see the blessing a little bit later down the road. But for everything he do for us, there is a reason to show us something. Oh, yes, it is. Hey, it is. So I read this book over 20 times trying to see what it was that God wanted me to say or what God wanted me to do. And as Zephaniah was a contemporary of Jeremiah, today I can say I'm a contemporary of Zephaniah. And Zephaniah's name means Lord has hidden. Yeah, he's it. He's going to hide us, Goodwill. All we got to do is listen to what's going on in this world today. And as I take my seat, I, I, chapter 3 has an ending, and it's ending with salvation. Now, he had gone from judgment to repentance to salvation. Hallelujah. In that day of the Lord, we will have salvation. The promise of conversion and the promise of restoration. He's going to restore us. Then I will restore my people with a pure language. We'll all be speaking the same thing. That they all may call on the name of the Lord and to serve him with one accord. He wants us to be on one accord. The deacons can't be doing one thing. The preacher doing his thing. The ushers doing their thing. We all got to be on one accord for the Lord. One accord, one mind. One accord, one mind. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Oh, God has promised us. He promised us through his judgment he would preserve a remnant 
meaning a small group of people who would continue to serve as faithful servants in this world. Oh, Lord. So the book ends with a glorious promise for the future, a time when God will quiet you in his love and rejoice over you with singing. And as I saw that, I said, oh, the Lord's going to sing over me. The Lord, God's going to sing over us. Isn't that amazing? All these years we're singing to him now. Sweet aroma. He's going to be a sweet aroma to us. Isn't that hope? That is hope. Hope is knowing God that we can lean on him. That we can rest in his love. And even in the judgment day, we have hope. God said he will rejoice over us and sing us a song. We do what is required. If we do what is required. That is to love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before our God. Three little things. Can we do that? I'll be happy in my spirit if we can just do that. But I'm saying to you today, goodwill, I'm going to try my best to do that. And I'm going to pray for you to be able to do that too. I want to see you there. But I'm not going to miss mine if you don't get yours. Amen? Everyone have the same chance to do what God wants us to do. So may God bless you. And may he keep you. And may you read these three little chapters of Zephaniah. Found in the Old Testament. Amen. Between Habakkuk and Hagar. Yes, indeed. I thank the Lord for you.